1: We
2: good morning my dear friends to all our dear audience on KNUS 710 a.m or via podcast. I welcome all of you. This morning we shall interact first by waking up praising God. If you're married, give a good and warm, safe greeting to your wife or to your husband. Give a good warm morning hug or welcome with a special social distancing safety, of course, to your children and to all those who you live with. Do me a favor, it's okay to turn on your radio at 6 a.m. on Sunday morning. Next, of course, let us warm up the day by being nice to each other and by being nice to the Lord. This is Father Andre, and good Holy Sunday morning with God. God, come to my assistance. O Lord, make haste to help me. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray, my friends, uh, on this uh, Holy Sunday together. Today we want to pray with Psalm 45. Psalm 45. I invite you all, if you have your Bible, join us. Uh, Gerard, uh, Lara Logan uh, on the phone, and uh, myself. Today, Gerard and Lara, uh, one is going to continue speaking about the 12 days of Christmas, so you're going to be the good, the good news, basically. Uh, while Lara Logan, I hate to tell Lara, you're going to be like the Grinch, Lara. You're going to try to tell us, uh, is there any good news that could happen in 2022, during those 12 months, Lara? Uh,
1: well, you know, I'm not a prophet, right? Great. So, um, so the truth is that what will happen over the next year, much of it is unknowable. It's beyond our ability to truly know. So, of course, there are lots of good things um, that could happen. Um, at the same time, it's not um, it's not a secret that we are in a a defining moment in history that is unlike anything we've experienced, many of us in our lifetimes. So um, there are obviously things around us that are cause for concern, right? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, But what I see is perhaps one of the most um, positive and encouraging things of all um, is that we are really looking at a, um, uh, at the beginning of the truth, right? We we've all been disillusioned in in uh, 2020 and 2021. We've had uh, we've seen enough uh, of certain realities to disillusion us. But now, where we are is that um, we're getting uh, closer and closer to understanding the whole truth about many different things.
2: That's beautiful, Lara. Well said, really. Um, I was joking, definitely. You can't be a Grinch whatsoever. You always are a great... uh, And you're more than a prophet. You can see. You can see based on... uh, Logic, you can see based on your experience, you can see based on your many, many researches that you do. And uh, we are lucky, we are blessed to have you. But definitely, when uh, we try to play on symbolisms, we say um, we have to issue some warnings about 2022. And um, you spoke uh, with the Holy Spirit, honestly, when you said the positive thing is that we are looking at the beginning of the truth in 2022. And then uh, you said something also very, very important. uh, Um, brings a joy to my soul you define the entire year 2022 as uh, the moment it's a defining moment so um, take it my friends an entire year is simply a defining moment because, let's see, I'm looking forward to see what might happen in these 12 months of 2022 compared to the 12 days of Gerard and the work of the Mission of Hope and Mercy, uh, the 12 days of Christmas. But first, uh, now people open their Bibles and uh, we're going to pray with Psalm 45, with Psalm 45. So let us pray. It is a river. <clears throat> the streams were off, make glad. Hallelujah, the city of God. Hallelujah. Our God is our refuge and strength, a helper in troubles which have found us exceedingly. Therefore, we will not fear when the earth shall be troubled and the mountains shall be removed into the heart of the sea. Their waters roared and were troubled, the mountains were troubled. With his strength, the stream of the river make the city of God joyful. The Most High has sanctified his own tabernacle. God is in the midst thereof. it shall not be moved. God will help it and the morning early. Nations were troubled, and kingdoms were bowed down. He uttered his voice. the earth trembled. The Lord of armies is with us. Lara, this is for you especially. The God of Jacob is our protector. Come and behold ye the works of the Lord. What wonders he has done upon earth, making wars to cease, even to the end of the earth. He shall destroy the bow and breaks the weapons and the shield he shall burn in the fire. Be still and see that I am God, Elohi. I will be exalted among the nations, and I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of the armies is with us. The God of Jacob is our protector. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. So, Lara, um, talking about the 12 days of Christmas during this month of January, to remind the people that, uh, you know the famous song, the 12 days of Christmas, right? I'm sure you've heard it before. Hello, hello. Oh, we will call her again. I think the. the yes, line. of course. Oh, you're I, here.
1: I know the song.
2: You know the song. So, of can course. you imagine this song has a, has a background of major persecution? We spoke about it last Sunday, but not to repeat, to benefit from the time. This song came at a time in Great Britain, basically, where there was a lack of religious freedom, major fights between Henry VIII and the popes of the Vatican and the popes of Rome, the Catholic and the Reformed, basically, and a lot of people, thousands of people, were killed. Monasteries were destroyed. Henry VIIII Killed his best friend. I do believe, you know, St. Saint, Saint Thomas More and many, many, many other people as well were killed because they did not want to deny their faith. And then the song was a code to teach the catechism, the faith of the church, known of course, at the faith of the Catholic Church. And um, now you heard the psalm. Uh, you get the upper hand to speak first before Gerard, because last time we did um, practically speak about the first three days of Christmas, and we're looking forward to make you hear the rest of it of the 12 days of Christmas. But uh, you prayed with us in this Psalm 45. You saw God is our refuge and our strength. And then it speaks about mountains going to be troubled, Mountains will be removed, the earth shall be troubled, and um, even there is a problem in water, there is a flood. Um, uh, you know, what is one of the main concerns in 2022 in regard to the environment, if I may ask you? Is the environment, the natural environment, a concern in 2022?
1: The greatest concern <coughs> that I have. Uh, about the environment in 2022 is that um, the entire conversation and the action that is being proposed bears no relationship to reality and to the truth. I mean, it is just um, it is just buried in layer upon layer upon layer of uh, dishonesty and inaccurate projections and uh, political agendas that are driving it in the name of the environment with things that have nothing to do with the environment and so on and so on. And and why do I say that? I don't mean that there's no reason to be concerned about the environment or to protect the environment. Nobody wants polluted rivers. Nobody wants to damage the earth, you know. um, But what I hear all the time is that, you know, we um, men live in conflict with nature Mm -hmm. and uh, to me, that goes to the heart of the problem because it 's fundamentally dishonest first of all, to separate man from nature and from the environment. We do it as if, um, as if we were not part of natural creation and, uh, and I think that that is, is, is really um, intentional. To me that is intentional. Why do I say that? Not because it's just, you know, a random opinion based on nothing, but because when you actually look at at all the rhetoric and the ideology and the policies and the organizations that flow from that position, uh, what you see all the time is a constant reinforcement of this idea that somehow Man and everything that man does is is, uh, damaging to the environment. And uh, and we actually have no place and no claim to it. And And why do I say that? Well, very interesting to me that I was with um, some Zulu tribesmen in KwaZulu-Natal, which is a province of South Africa, okay. where I am from. And this area is north of uh, the capital where I was born, and it's, very, it's a remote rural area. And I was there for 60 minutes when I was a correspondent there, and I was doing a story about um, rhinos. And I've done many, many, many uh, stories about you know, animals and conservation-related, environment-related stories over the 35 years I've been a journalist. And not only that, but I grew up in that world as a South African. And um, and when I was sitting with these uh, Zulu tribesmen who were – we were waiting for the rhino to move into a certain position, and we had hours and hours to talk. And they told me that they had never been – to Durban, the city where I was born, which was only two hours away, they had never seen the ocean because Durban is on the water. Wow. They had never been uh, north of us to the capital, in, uh, Johannesburg, right, the city of gold. They had never, in fact, left the land where they were born. They spoke no other language but Zulu. They had a little bit of, of English, and we communicated in my, you know, my um, basic Zulu and uh, and their um, broken English. Broken English, and they had. Their ancestors, their parents, their grandparents, all of their ancestors, going back to the very first men who walked that ground in Africa, were all from KwaZulu-Natal and all from that particular place, right? So they looked at me and they said... Why, why do white people love, you know, what is their obsession with these animals? That was the basic question that they were asking. me. Oh, I mean, they love the yeah, animals, yeah. but they didn't understand why so many will come and bring so much effort and, and so on. And I, I tried to, you know, I explained it to them. And they, they looked at me and uh, they said, if this land belongs to the rhino and to all the animals, what land belongs to us? And it was a, such a you know such a powerful question because it got me thinking about it. We have this concept that man has no right to anything, that we are or are intruders and invaders and violators to the natural of environment the natural
2: that God that to the natural environment, right?
1: And it's not true. It's not we true. We have as much right to have land and a place in this world and a place in the natural world and to use natural resources for our own survival as any other animal. That is um, we because we are part of the natural world. And that's what God we we created us to do. Actually,
2: days. he says in the Bible, in the book of Genesis, when he invited us, go and multiply and manage, basically dominate the earth, but don't destroy it. He didn't say destroy it. You know, there is this third day of Christmas fun. You're talking and I know you love animals. Uh, um, we, have <laughs> we have a lot of shared um, um, personal, um, I would say, I would call them values, you and me including um, the love for the creatures of God. Uh, you know, the third day of Christmas, Gerard is with us. Uh, he's going to tell you what is the third day of Christmas. Gerard, what is the third day of Christmas?
3: The third great day of Christmas represents the uh, three French ends, and those are the three magis that came to bring gifts uh, to uh, Jesus at the time of his so, birth. So they represent faith, hope,
2: and love. And those are symbolism of the three gifts that the Magi brought. So remember, on the third day of Christmas, my true love brought to me the three French hens. Yeah. Here you go with the, with the animals. And wait till you hear the fourth day of Christmas. Um, it's all about these beautiful, it's also about animals. What is the fourth day of Christmas? So the, the fourth day of
3: Christmas represents the, uh, actually the four Gospels of Matthew,
2: Mark, Luke, and John. And uh, it's the four calling birds, basically. The four calling birds. Isn't it something, um, Lara, we have a song that is 500-some years old. And um, uh, the symbolism, Uh, first of all, Christ himself is a partridge. Is the actual beautiful bird? This is one of the most amazing birds we have in Lebanon, by the way. And um, who is uh, in the uh, pear tree? And then uh, you have the two turtle doves on the second day. You have the three French hens on French the third hen. day. You yes. have the four column birds on the fourth day. Four you're gonna we, we're gonna five have
1: turtle doves uh, in the past. Yes, yes, exactly.
2: So uh, yes. You're, you're talking about um, environment, and I'm inviting the people. I'm saying every month take one day of Christmas during 2022, like on the third months, take time and read about faith, about hope, and about love. Read about the Magi. Um, uh, on the fourth um, uh, day of Christmas, the fourth uh, month of the year, read about the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and educate yourself about the calling birds. There, I mean, you can re- there is a way we can reconcile environment and reconcile it also with the symbolism of our faith. But away from the climate change, um, Lara, um, what other issues? I like to speak about the reality of COVID, honestly, and post-COVID and uh, its effect on economy in 2022. Um, Will nations remain the same? You said in the beginning, this is the year. The positive part of this year is that we are looking at the beginning of the truth. What did you mean by that for 2022?
1: Well, think about the beginning of COVID, right? What did we know about the disease? We had very little information. Uh, we had no experience of it ourselves. So what did we have to do? We had to rely primarily on the words of uh, our leaders, right, whether they were medical leaders or political leaders. And what we have now with the, the natural passage of time is we have our own experience. So I've had COVID twice. And I have been treated for it. The treatments were cheap, and they were, um, you know, they have been around for a long time. Um, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, when used properly in a, you know, in an um, an ambulatory protocol that has now been tried and tested, um, you know, uh, probably if not tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of times, maybe even more than that, all over the world. So I know it works, right? I don't need. Um, you know anyone from the CDC or any other institution to tell me whether or not it 's safe and effective because i i watched i 've seen so many people, every one of my children, my husband extended family members, people in the community, people I know across the world, right? And now, of course, there's um, additional studies that have come out, studies unlike, you know, the early ones that were very heavily manipulated and distorted and misleading. You know, now we've, we've been able to find more credible uh, studies um, over time. And so little bit by little bit, we are are we are um, we're being given the tools to understand the truth. And when we look at the survival and the death rate you know they want you to look at the at the you know the number of dead that is a very convenient figure for our political leaders right because when you can always say that the number of dead is rising the number of dead from any disease is rising every day um, and they will say to you, oh, it's not like flu because look how many people it killed in this period of time. Except, however, we don't even know that those figures are accurate. Uh, are you, are you so,
2: trying to say that in 2022 we will experience a herd immunity, like a humanity finally? It seems
1: we are already experiencing mm-hmm. um, herd immunity to a large degree. If you look at, if you uh, you just you know look at the latest variant and how um, few deaths. There have been from it, Um, and that's not just because people are vaccinated. You know, in Africa, for example, it was identified in South Africa. The entire continent of Africa is only roughly 7%, uh, a little more than that, vaccinated, and they contribute only 4.1% around there of the total number of deaths from COVID worldwide from the very, very beginning. So you have a tiny number of people who are vaccinated in Africa, and very few of them have died. And um, and I, I you know I'm not aware of any from Omicron, right? The the latest variant. So I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to tell you when we're going to reach you know perfect herd immunity and 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 exactly what defines that. But anecdotally, what we are already seeing is a, a level of herd immunity because we know uh, worldwide that the um, the. The deaths and uh, the level of hospitalizations from the latest uh, variants are not even comparable to the first variants, right? Wow. So, I mean, obviously, we, um, every virus uh, replicates itself and, and adapts, but then, you know, eventually dies out.
2: But we wanna we wanna look more at um, why is the fear still uh, governing? Why is the mandate still trying to stand against um, you know the freedom of the people? But um, it seems that the uh, seals, I believe, uh, earlier this past week um, or a few weeks ago, have it seems they have won a case. I do believe against the U.S. government or something that they did not wanna take uh, the actual vaccine yes. mandate and they did want it. I wanna ask you about these, but I wanna I, I, I wanna see. First of all, yeah, I think it was on Tuesday, January 4th, um, um, a vax mandate was halted, um, that um, the SEALs were told basically they had to be vaccinated, and then the judge uh, judged on, 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 on no. to their favor. But he said no. But
1: that's only for them, right? But I mean, he said, yeah, and
2: he said it on, on the basis of the freedom. He said it. That's the key of, of it. I think he said it on the base of the actual freedom. I want to ask Gerard to just tell me what is the quote that the judge um, had said, why? did he did he do this so uh, listen
3: to this so Judge Reed O'Connor he uh, stated quote the Navy service members in this case seek to vindicate the very freedom freedoms they have sacrificed so much to protect The COVID-19 pandemic provides the government no license to abrogate those freedoms. There is no COVID-19 exception to the First Amendment.
2: Lara, I want to ask you about this, but uh, I want us also to go back to these. We have 12 months to talk about. We have a few episodes, you and me. I would love for you to be heard always in Colorado and beyond. But uh, listen to the fifth day of Christmas now to change a little bit uh, gears, as we say, uh, let's tune into the 12 days of Christmas to make him try to apply them for faith, hope and love on the 12 months that are to come in 2022. So, Gerard, tell us about the fifth day of Christmas. What is the story? The fifth day of Christmas is represented by the five
3: golden rings. uh, I'd love to have one. Yeah, me too. (laughs) They represent the first five books of the Old Testament, and uh, that basically describes man's fall into sin and the great love of God and Son, and Jesus Christ, the Savior. Then we have the sixth day of Christmas, which is represented by the six geese a-laying, and that stood for the six days of creation. Um, After that, we have the seven swans a swimming, and uh, this is the seven days of day of Christmas, of course. And it pre- represents the sevenfold gifts of the Holy Spirit. Wow. Uh, that is prophecy, serving, teaching, exhortation,
2: contribution, leadership, and mercy. So we're talking about the Pentateuch, basically, um, like the book of Genesis, the book of Exodus, the book of Leviticus, the book of Numbers, the book of Deuteronomy. These are the very first five books of the Bible. They are represented by the five golden rings and the six uh, uh, geese, again, here you go, with the God's creature, with the, with the animals. A lay in a um, for the six days of creation, basically. Here you go, you have the entire environment in, in this um, beautiful melody of Christmas, and yet you See people killing lives and probably nations will be affected. The economy might be affected as a result of the COVID. So, um, uh, wh- how was the COVID weaponized, um, uh, Lara? And was this fair? And is there an end? Is there hope? How was it weaponized? Again, we have difficulties in the line. We'll, we'll wait for Lara. Hello.
1: Sorry, I'm, I'm here. Go I'm ahead. I'm here. So um, COVID um, is still being weaponized. It's not was, unfortunately. We're still living with that. And um, you, to understand that, I think it comes to one very simple fact. While a lot of people have died from it, the bottom line is that the official government CDC survival and death rates show that the vast majority of people who contract COVID survive and that it is a tiny percentage who actually die and that those survival and death rates are very much consistent with flu, with seasonal flu, some more deadly than others. And so when you look at it in that context, There is no flu vaccine that inoculates you against every kind of flu. Same way that there is, we have seen no uh, vaccine that inoculates you against old forms of COVID. That's why you have to have booster shots and so on. So what we are seeing now is that even there is no other disease ever in our history where Any government, especially in the United States, has said that we need to suspend the civil liberties and the God-given rights in the Constitution in order to protect everyone against something that is a 99, uh, more than 99% survivable. It makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense, which obviously gets you to say, okay, well, if there's no medical reason, if the clinical picture does not match what is being said and what is being mandated, then why are they doing it? Because it's not motivated by medicine or science.
2: So there is something. We're going to discover the truth with you, Lara, on future episodes as well. I love to have you, and thank you for your generous time um, with us. Remember, my friends, at the end, do not let um, um, God made us to be united, to stand up as a human family, not to divide and be divided. Please pray. The Lord of the armies is with us. The God of Jacob is our protector. And uh, remember, come and behold him. Cherish him. Cherish one another. Let this year be a year of forgiveness. Let it be of faith, hope, and love. May God bless us all, protect us from all evil, and may God protect us from the pandemic, heal our sick, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen.